I think I'm ready if you are. For those of us that were at the Sunday school this morning, we had a uh, terrific uh, tutorial on the uh, the law and what it isn't and what it is. And there'll be a little mention of some of that in what uh, I uh, have before me here and that uh, we trust the Lord can use to edify the body. Before we start, or as we start, let's uh, look to our Lord. Our God and our Father, we thank you that we have the privilege of uh, opening your word, of seeing what you have for us. We trust that you will uh, bring to each one of us what we need uh, to build us up in the faith, cause us to look to you as the one who is Yes, our Redeemer, our Lord, our Savior, but also for the one who is growing us and wishes to bring us close, closer than we were. So we look to you to bless our time, bless your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to step away from the mic for a minute. Some of you have been asking about how grace is, and uh, it's a continuing process. <clears throat> the radiations don't make her feel sick, as the uh, as the uh, or not antibiotics, but the uh, <clears throat> infusions that she was getting. But they just drain her; they're exhausting. It only takes a, a matter of a few minutes uh, for the treatments and the getting ready and so forth. Now this past Monday, you know, she, uh, I think you already know that she had the uh, gamma, uh, gamma knife treatment of this area in her head. The only uh, downer of that is that they had to clamp a guide onto her head. They didn't fasten it in, but it was well clamped in and she ended up with some bruising and uh, a little soreness to get over. Uh, there has been some uh, improvement in her ability to speak. Uh, but last night, Kit talked with her a bit. She said she sounded pretty, uh, pretty tired, maybe a little bit like I woke her up. <coughs> and uh, so that is what it could have been, as you know, perhaps by now. Uh, she and the kids are in an apartment a couple of miles away from us, and that's good for them and for us. Um, but uh, we appreciate the ongoing prayer about it. They immediately went back to the general radiation covering the body, and <coughs> we, uh, she's got somewhere like 20 of those to go yet. And then we'll go back to the chemo at uh, a point after, I think, after that. Um, our Lord knows the results. We wish for it to be that which is uh, for her healing along the way that we would all 
He brought closer to our Savior because he has not left nor forsaken us. To him be the glory. First Peter chapter 2 verse 11 is, is the start of this very lengthy passage that we have to look at all of six verses uh, or is it seven uh, but it's a uh, we don't get at least I didn't get from it teaching about uh, heavy duty theological issues uh, it uh, doesn't warm the cockles of our heart the way some passages do especially in, in the gospels that uh, passage that Nick read this morning there from John 14 is such a blessing I have trouble with uh, chapter 14 I start at the first verse and I don't want to stop because it just continues peace I leave with you my peace I give unto you is a marvelous lesson there and it's it's about how God wishes to have us not being fretful and so it's it's such a blessing <clears throat> so we, as I say we don't have that but I'm going to read the passage and then we'll kind of pick up a few points here and there but that perhaps the Lord can use for uh, our blessing and can be for his glory as I've already mentioned Verse 11, Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage uh, war against the soul. I'm reading from the New American Standard in case you hadn't already noticed that. Uh, it isn't my most favorite, but it's the one that many of us understand and can fairly easily shift if we need to. Now, verse 12, Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, so that in the thing which we they slander you as evildoers, they may be <coughs> because of your good deeds as you observe them, as they observe you, of course, in doing them, glorify God in the day of visitation. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to the king as one in authority or governors as sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. <coughs> for such is the will of God that by doing right you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. Act as free men and do not use your freedom as a covering for evil, but use it as, a, as bond slaves to God. Honor all people Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Now one of the things that uh, Dave said last week in talking about the, the uh, passage that leads up to this, and I'm going to ask him now uh, if I understood it right. I've made a few notes that he used the illustration of these verses as being stuck on a sandbar. For some reason I wrote that down. And uh, I'm not exactly sure what your uh, point was. I, I, I got the point, but I didn't get the issue. Do you recall? I do. Um, it was, um, boy, I want to sum this up quickly. Uh, 
the idea that uh, that the other guy was stuck, right? Yeah, it was the other guy. Yeah. But but what is it that impedes our process in moving forward with the Lord? And I use the illustration that Dave and I went fishing one time. We were out fishing, and a distress call came over the radio that said, "I'm stuck on a sandbar. Can the Coast Guard help me?" And the Coast Guard said, "We're too busy today." And, and so I just equated that to the idea that how many sandbars, spiritually speaking, do we run into, I run into a lot, that just impedes us from moving forward in the Lord when our real desire is to be out there fishing, we're stuck on a sandbar trying to figure out how to get off of square one. So that was kind of the idea there. That's good. Thank you so much, Dave. For I should have remembered the story, at least. So <laughs> it's the fact that uh, others do get on sandbars. And the problem is sometimes we join them as we try to help, maybe. Um, that was kind of what went through my head about it also. Uh, but the fact is that uh, we have what should help us get off dead center. I'll use that term, uh, which to me is a little uh, just about as meaningful as the sandbar, um, which goes back to the old farming uh, thing with the tractors. Uh, some of you, no doubt, ha have been familiar with the old John Deere tractor. You remember those with the, uh, the skip fire uh, control? And you could tell them miles away. It would be this chug, 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 because there was a time in which the engine didn't fire, but a big flywheel. And it just kept on going. And when the load got greater, then it pulled into the power. And you could tell it was working when it was chug, 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 chug. <clears throat> I enjoyed that part of it. I don't think they do that anymore. Uh, everything is a different kind of engine, as you know. Good old diesel, huh? Well, <clears throat> back to where we ought to be here. This, this passage, after having brought into us this, this high position that we as believers are brought into <clears throat> and have been, received not only mercy but grace and a relationship with God because of what Jesus did and of our placing him as first place in our lives, accepting him as Lord and Savior. But we, <clears throat> I, uh, I like the, this translation, but I like what shows up in an earlier one. Dearly beloved is the thought. I care a lot for you people. I want you to understand this is the message of Jesus. <clears throat> and even though what I want to talk about now, I'm uh, kind of putting words in Peter's mouth, uh, that's the place that he's been brought, has brought us into, and you and I are dearly beloved. It's beyond, oh, I think a lot about you, but my heart quickens as I think of you. It is a, an amazing thing to recognize that God has done for us what could not be done any other way. As Greg was uh, pointing out uh, today, and we agree totally, is that <clears throat> it's uh, the the law 
brings us to an acknowledgement that we can't make ourselves holy. And even though we think sometimes maybe we're getting close to it, those around us who claim the same beliefs don't agree with us. And it's therefore a case where we have to keep a focus on Jesus, the Savior, the Lord, and the one who has presented God the Father to us because of God the Father's love. God so loved that he gave. Well, in First Peter uh, 2 and 1, we get uh, a little bit of an explanation of what is meant. We get uh, the idea here in this first verse, uh, I, abstain, I urge you to uh, abstain from fleshly lusts. How come? Because you don't belong to this world. You don't need to act on the, the urges of this world. The first verse of uh, this chapter is, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. Ran across a word in reading a commentary of it. I thought, wow, where did that word come from? I'd never heard it. It's another word for slander. I'm not sure I even pronounce it right. It has something to do with calumniate. I, I never heard that as the, an, uh, a word that expressed slander. Uh, but whatever it is, nonetheless, it's a, alleging something hurtful about a person that is not true. It is to build a case against one who is being accused of some kind of transgression. And that becomes the lie. You know, the devil has has concocted lies for us. And we don't have to even think about it to suddenly find ourselves acting like he wants us to. I don't think Adam thought about the idea of, well, I'm rebelling against God when he sinned in taking of the fruit of the tree, which was forbidden. But he did it, tried to get out of responsibility for it. And of course, all of what we are is much influenced by where he went with that. And praise God, <clears throat> while we know a good thing was given to us in the law, in Jesus we have that better thing, that better relationship. It isn't changed who the relationship is for and uh, who would be glorified, but it changes how we get there. We cannot get there on our own. All of sin, you know, we know those verses. No, I'm preaching to the choir as we talk about that. All of sin comes short of the glory of God. We don't attain. We're bound to go to the awfulness of hell if it's based on our works. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. And what a... What a Marvel that is. <clears throat> Let's turn to, well, hold your place. There's a verse in Romans 13 that I want to read because it uh, kind of uh, fleshes out the ideas 
that are put in here that says fleshly lusts. And uh, the first verse of Romans 13 uh, gives quite a, a litany and we actually could uh, read more of that chapter but I don't want to get uh, stuck on this sandbar but <coughs> to move ahead <coughs> verse 14 put the um, well it, it, this doesn't flesh it out uh, but it, we'll get to it we could read 13 uh, behave properly as in, in the day not carousing and drunkenness not in sexual mis promiscuity and sensuality not in strife and jealousy that was 13, 13 and then 14 but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts now this has to do in this particular verse in, in uh, 1 Peter 2 that we're doing this to why? Verse 12, keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles. Now incidentally, Peter is writing this to Jews who are exiled and living elsewhere. <clears throat> but uh, remember this, that while we're Gentiles, most of us, maybe all of us, uh, certainly I am, I'm not a Gentile in the sense that it is re being referred to here by the grace of God. Uh, <clears throat> so it's a case of giving testimony to those around us. Work, market, uh, service for him. There are so many ways that we can find ourselves not being uh, excellent, our behavior not being excellent as a show as demonstrating to the world. Now, we're not saying that we want to uh, puff ourselves in this, but if Jesus is truly our Savior, if we have the gospel to present, how best to do it? Actions, yes, words, and the things we don't do. <clears throat> I'm, I'm reminded of something, and uh, this I better keep a watch on my time here because <clears throat> this is just an interesting story kind of thing. My parents, uh, both of them ended up as children in one of the most desolate so-called farm areas that I've ever been in, eastern Colorado. <clears throat> and the one good thing that was there is that there were others there, there were Christians, there was a, <clears throat> a Baptist minister that uh, both families went to the little church in the uh, prairie, not like the story, <clears throat> but they, uh, they got some teaching that was very sound and I'm very thankful for. But there was one thing that was brought in that, that went over to this matter of, here's what I believe it takes to be a real Christian. <clears throat> my grandfather, my mother's father, had a violin referred to as a fiddle. And I don't know the difference between a violin and a fiddle, <clears throat> except maybe in the songs, they're the tunes that were played. And uh, I guess in today's environment, based on what others told me, I only saw that they, his being once, and he'd already passed, 
that was at his funeral. I was all of three years old, I think. Badgered my father until he would take me into the room where his body was laid out, ready to be put in the box. <clears throat> and so I have that memory of him. But uh, he was sincere. He was real about his convictions. And he also understood the idea of being subject to those who were over him, including the pastor. Uh, his pastor didn't like the fact that he played the fiddle. You know why? Oh, you only have the fiddle if you're going to dance. Dancing, that's wrong. That is not the kind of dancing that some do today. Uh, with all of its contact, it was square dancing. I wasn't there. I was just told about this. <coughs> and he, uh, he took seriously what the preacher had said. And according to my mother, she never saw the fiddle again. Uh, kind of grieves me that that would be the case. We get busy talking about the do's and don'ts of what we see in lives. Well, why do you ladies dress this way? Why do you fellows uh, do uh, this or that? Why don't you treat your wives right? Ooh, that's one that we don't do well at sometimes. We need to pay attention. And... <clears throat> It is a, one of those things that is a witness to the world around us. But we need to be careful what part of it we take, what part of it that we try to lay on others, which is really just our opinion. I'm thankful that God would have us individually accountable to him, even though we were to be subject to leaders, and we're thankful for those who step up in leadership but it's, it's not in the Word of God. If it's not in the Word of God, let's be careful how it's applied. Not carelessly, not flippantly, but to keep in mind that whatever we do and don't do, we nonetheless uh, are giving a testimony to those who are around us. So we need to be careful what we do, what we allow in our lives how we speak, language used when we think nobody else is listening. That's where we have to realize that God is, God is indeed listening and he knows. But worse than that, in a, in a, on a sense, from the standpoint of testimony, uh, the world hears it or sees it in our lives. And the old, you've uh, probably all heard this, oh, you do that? And you're a Christian? How can that be? Uh, there are times that we avoid things that are viewed by others as sinful, not because we have a conscience about it, but because we have that's part of our testimony. We don't want to get in the way of what God is doing. We want to help others get off the sandbar, not try to lead them to it, not join them on it, but to glorify Him by everything that we do and I can't define the details for you thank you for not defining the details for me um, Galatians 5 this morning uh, Greg led us to Galatians chapter 5 and several other passages but this one resonates with me partly because I put it in my notes 
uh, if I don't write it in my notes many times it ne- doesn't get out but this, the amazing thing is God by his spirit brings things out that I wouldn't have remembered and the danger sometimes is that that other voice uh, my nature uh, is apt to get in the way and interfere uh, Galatians 5 verses 16 through 24 and uh, I just uh, want to try to pick up a little bit of what it is that we're to be avoiding and that's where we find that uh, we get the instruction that uh, what it means fleshly lusts which war against the soul and so what is it what are these things and it's many that uh, the instruction is to walk in the spirit pay attention to what God is saying to you and act on it and you will not carry out the desires of sinful flesh now it just says the flesh and the uh, here and I don't think I'm missing the uh, the message, the intent of it. For the flesh sets its desires against the spirit, verse 17, and the spirit against the flesh, for these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you might you please. Now then, go down. The deeds of the flesh are evidence, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, uh, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envyings, uh, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. Um, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law and it's those things that we ought to be doing as not only because we know it pleases the Lord but because they're a good testimony the latter part of it not the first of what I read (coughs) we get the ideas clearly enunciated to I don't think that uh, Paul left anything out there in Galatians and Peter seems to be allowing for and uh, implying it Keep your your behavior excellent among the Gentiles. What a what a a uh, responsibility. <clears throat> Romans 12 verse 1 is an amazing passage. I think most of you have probably memorized it. Of course, uh, it may not be extra word for word for what you memorized. But I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's uh, the first uh, first, chap- first verse of uh, chapter 12 of Romans, and then going on to part of the second. He would have us to grow. He would have us to be built up in him. Um, In 1 Peter 3, uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit and get ahead to uh, what is uh, another man's uh, 
the lesson, but uh, because this applies uh, as we go into verse, uh, as we in verse 12, First uh, Peter 3:16 and 7, 17. Um, keep a good conscience, so that the, in the things which you are are slandered, lies told about you. Those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. Leave it with God. Don't be overcome because somebody criticizes or slanders you. It is better, if God should will it, that you suffer for doing what is right rather than doing what is wrong. Um, I better move ahead. There's a couple of things. Um, Right at the end of Verse 12, we have this expression, the day of visitation. And I've asked different ones, well, uh, what is that? And in the commentaries, the idea uh, ideas haven't been convincing and forceful. We know that God visited Adam. He visited Noah. He, uh, well, he caught up in it. And that's another story. But the... <clears throat> The Lord Jesus, I'm going to skip over uh, these others, uh, which got special uh, words from the Lord, which include Moses, um, to realize that the Lord Jesus in coming uh, as he did and being identified with taking on human form was a visitation, a huge visitation. And then the Lord Jesus, when he was here, he later on, uh, basically at the end of his ministry, he was in Jerusalem with the disciples outside of Jerusalem, looking on it, and he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. He weeps. He says, I came. This is a visitation, is what he could have expressed. I'm God in the flesh. This is his way of appealing to you. And you refused. And the human race today, uh, even in this so-called Christian country, and we all get a grin on our face when we hear that, because we know that we're not acting as Christians. We know our government is doing things counter to what the Word of God teaches. And uh, so... Uh, we can say in a general sense that the challenge for you and me is to clearly represent what the Word of God has to say to us, who Jesus is, God's Son. Truly a visitation, an incredible one. And then we as believers are looking forward to His second coming. Sometimes we have a little difficulty in, in in the distinction of keeping track of Rapture, which is a term not necessar- not even found in Scripture, but it catches the idea of a catching away that we get in First Thessalonians four, the last five verses maybe or so, um, and then of course we get the Lord revealing Himself in power and glory when He comes. There is in the account that we get in in the Revelation. And of course, Daniel gives a snippet of that, not just a snippet, quite a bit, Zechariah in particular. But the uh, 
fact is, these are visitations. And when you and I accepted Jesus as our Savior, I would believe, and I, it wasn't spectacular in my case, I didn't feel any warm sensation. I had a feeling of excitement in my heart. When it dawned on me that I needed to be saved. I needed Jesus as my Savior. And uh, so I made a public confession of faith. And that uh, uh, moved forward into uh, a baptism. I have a picture of that, which I can share with my, my kids. Uh, but it's uh, an incredible thing to have that which is indeed a visitation. Now pay attention when God is speaking to you personally. And he has done it by his grace through faith in Jesus that you and I have had a visitation. Now, I know I've kind of spread this around and there's a lot of it that isn't necessarily intended in this passage. But pay attention for when God speaks, we should be listening with the ears of our heart. And what a mercy it is. What a blessing it is to have that in our lives. Um, I want to read a couple of verses in, from Luke chapter 1 uh, just to finish that subject off. I'm going to have to close in a little bit. So, uh, Luke, 7, Luke, Luke 1, 77 and 70 through 79. He came. He was sent to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. By the grace of God, this isn't just to the Jew. Up until the coming of the Lord Jesus, God's contact was with the Jews, which were supposed to be moved by the law and drawn to him, and also, then they were to be a witness to those around. Well, those around have done all they can to destroy that message unsuccessfully. One of the greatest example, uh, con confirming events in this world from the standpoint of faith is that the Jews still exist. Jerusalem is still uh, seen even though it was destroyed catastrophically twice, and it's going to get it again, uh, but the thing is, God has his eye on those people, otherwise they wouldn't be around. Praise God. His word is solid. It is uh, true. We don't need to be worrying about, well, is it true? By the grace of God, we know it is true. He gave light to them that sit in darkness. Not just the Jew, but the Gentile. It's by the grace of God that we approach Him, <clears throat> approach our God in confidence and call upon the name of Jesus 
as our authorization to be in the holy presence of God. We have no other right to be in God's presence but by what Jesus did there at the cross. We did a lot more, did some wonderful miracles, but without the shedding of his blood, there is no remission. There is no hope. Verse 13, submit yourself for the Lord's sake. What? And then it goes on, of course. It doesn't talk about taxes, but it says submit, and we pay taxes because we're submitting to the Lord's, for every human, uh, to every human institution, even though we don't like that. We also don't like traffic laws that interfere with us, and as Greg was pointing out, these lights that are on a cycle and uh, the stoplights, they're not go lights. Well, uh, it's funny how we are. Uh, but there's, <coughs> they regulate us even when nobody else is around. Even when the police aren't around. Our God knows. And in honoring those, we can honor him. It's just one of the little ways. Take the foot off the gas. I, uh, <coughs> at one point, a number of years ago, made some point about this. And I knew about the habits of one of the people that was in there. Uh, loved the guy, uh, but uh, he has a heavy foot. And I said something about it. Uh, <clears throat> and each of us have known what it was, as Greg mentioned, driving to work when nobody else is on the road, except the ones that are passing him because they're going by this faster than the speed limit. This, uh, this one I'm referring to was paying good attention and seemed to be with me and then I said that and all of the speed limits. Mm. He didn't like that idea. And I don't think he does now. I don't know. I don't have as much contact with him as in the past. But it's in the details as well as in the overt actual things. And it's in the details of how we report our taxes that sometimes we pay more than we should have to because we want to avoid all appearance of evil. But boy, I hate to pay it. Right now I'm really looking for some payback because we've had lots of copay from uh, medical expenses. Uh, so pray for us. We're going for the <coughs> the help from a professional because I get mixed up. Thing is, they're they're agreeing with my numbers from the past too. So uh, we'll see uh, whether that's an advantage. Verse uh, uh, 14, actually 13 and 14 go together, um, and so we have the responsibility to pay attention. Now, in verse 14, uh, we have this thing, the punishment of the evil and praise of those who do right. I have never gotten a letter from the government that says, thank you for paying your taxes so faithfully. Uh, I got a letter once to say, hey, you didn't pay it on this, so you got to check out and you owe us some money. I did, unfortunately, but that's the way the law reads. And I have to obey. Not because the law says so. I could go to jail instead. But then there's other things that can can touch us 
and affect how we make decisions, and that has to do with our responsibility for, before the living God. And that is that an example given to us in uh, Acts 5. Let's take a, just a second and look at Acts 5 and verse 29. Uh, Peter and, uh, was it John? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, verse 29 uh, we get the bottom line of what Peter's response is when they're saying, Oh, you've broken the law. You did what we told you not to do. What does he say? But Peter and the apostles said, We must obey God rather than men. There are those times in various uh, cultures and countries where to spread the gospel is for forbidden and it's been spread. We have a responsibility toward God that is above that which has to do with paying attention to even the laws of the land. It doesn't mean that we ignore those laws. It's just that there has to be a specific reason to object. There are believers who during uh, especially the World War II when the only way you could get enough uh, soldiers' boots on the ground was was through the draft, and <clears throat> many went where they didn't want to go. But I know a couple of people who said, "I will not bear arms. I will not do it." And the laws they exhausted all of their recourses and <clears throat> ended up in prison. Um, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. I'm just saying that for the sake of conscience before God. They took stand and suffered for righteousness, uh, and I'm not defining what's right and what's wrong in that, uh, because <clears throat> thank God for <clears throat> those who know Christ that are in the armed forces. I'm thankful for a cause that <clears throat> we can have a uh, a land to live in where we at least aren't being. Uh, persecuted in the same way that some are in other countries. The Islamic world is is especially that. Doesn't just didn't just happen with ISIS. It's been around since Muhammad. Uh, <clears throat> it's a lie of Satan that has been attributed to this other god, which they would like to present to us as the real god. But <clears throat> praise God, He has opened up the way of truth and life through himself. Uh, <clears throat> and so, it's the will of God that by doing right you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. And <clears throat> we, as believers, have given lots of opportunity for the unbeliever to slander. It isn't a lie. We have dishonored our God. We have not represented Jesus well. <laughs> in our lives. And there are ways that they catch us that we didn't think they'd be watching. Or it was something we didn't think was wrong. <clears throat> so, uh, we're free men. This is amazing. These people weren't free in the sense that we have some freedoms, a lot of them. They were under the tyranny of Rome. 
So they're saying, honor the king? What? Pay attention to what Caesar says? We're going to going to follow the, the these laws that uh, <clears throat> are painful to us? Uh-huh. We're going to support that army that uh, is ready to whack us and take us down too. Yeah. They had to pay the the, the price of having those people in their land. So far we don't. But uh, <clears throat> verse 17, here's what we're called to honor all people, be respectful to all people, perhaps is what the meaning is there. Love the brotherhood, love fellow believers, which sometimes is to love the unlovable. We know a few of those, or at least in our judgment. Maybe it's just that they consider us unlovable. Maybe that's it. <clears throat> Fear God. Many aspects to that. Honor the king. That's not least necessarily, but we get lots of instruction here as to <clears throat> how our God would have us <clears throat> to continue but also to recognize that any government is better than uh, is better than the chaos that comes from anarchy. On one of our trips, and some I don't know, it was a few years ago. I was checking in at a motel. Checking, we were checking into a motel, and the clerk at the store was referring to some event or uh, had to do with some quote civil disobedience that was going on he was bashing uh, the leadership and I uh, <coughs> I told him gave him the thought that uh, I'll read here in a commentary so any government is better than no government at all think of not having uh, living in a situation where you're, you get to make the laws for yourself. Guess what? The fastest gun rules. The Old West. That's good? Only as good as the heart of the person who's doing it. And they weren't. We need to be sure that we're paying attention to the right guy. Our God. He is a consuming fire. But our God is the one who sent Jesus so love the world that he came our Father and our God we thank you that you've given us so much that would cause us to draw to you help us that this be practical in our day to day lives and thank you for our time together we just pray that if there's something not according to your mind it would be quickly forgotten and thank you for the things that you brought to mind that we know are a resonation of what you've given to us in your blessed book, the Bible. We thank you for that book. And uh, help us, Lord, to uh, stand more in, in uh, cadence with you. We give to you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Lyle, would you like to introduce the song?